Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church. And what a blessing it is to be with you today, because I want to answer a question that has been given to me several times, and what does it mean to fall from grace? You know, when we've fallen from grace, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 4, that we can, in reference to falling from grace, well... You know, a lot of people use that as, as a warning passage when people make a mistake or a man of God fall into sin. The Bible said everybody says that, you know, he's immediately he's fell from grace. But I want to I want to reject that doctrine because I want to I want to move us into an area of thinking a little bit differently, because I guarantee you anybody that has committed a, a, a sin or has fallen, as we call from grace, they've really not fallen from grace. They've fallen into grace. And so uh Biblical doctrine of perseverance of the saints, we know that warnings cannot be directed at true Christians in Christ who once have obtained. Believers cannot fall from grace. So that we see, we don't understand that text, but I'm going to help you understand that today because what was happening in Galatians chapter 5 verse 4 is Paul was warning against mixing law and the gospel to obtain justification. In other words, he says those of them themselves be circumcised in Galatians 5 and 2 that they are trying to be justified by law and have therefore been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. So anytime you turn back to the law, you have fallen from grace. Now that's the very opposite of what most people believe in when they understand the word fallen from grace. You know, back in the 80s when Jimmy Swagger and a couple of those guys had those affairs and those kind of things, the first thing that people said is those guys have fallen from grace. But no, they've really it fell into grace because, he, because every man who receives circumcision is under obligation to to keep the whole law. Why is such a statement important in regards to Christ being no benefit for you? Paul says in Galatians 3 and 13 concerning Christ's sacrifice, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Taken in this light along and with a brief understanding of the Greek word used, we can get a better understanding of what Paul is saying. So there's two important words in Galatians 5 and 4. And we see those words. One of them means severed, and one of them means fallen. It, uh, it's a harsh implication that come with sever in the English language, though it should be take, not taken lightly. In light of Paul words in Galatians 5 and 2, how Paul uses the term in verses such as Romans chapter 3, verse 3, and Romans 4 and 14, and 1 Corinthians 1 and 28, a good way of understanding the term galophia in the actual Greek is notify or done away with. While the word undoubtedly means to fall away from the previous held position as those who deny the eternal security of true believers assert. In the context of the verse and how it is used in the passage, such as in Acts 27, a good understanding of the phrase in Galatians 5 verse 4 is that of a strange or separated from. So what Paul's doing, he's warning against setting aside the grace that comes from Christ. Those who do have nullified or run away from the grace that comes through his blood and attempt instead to justify themselves by the works of a law. The purpose of Paul's letter to the Galatians was to warn them against Judaizers because they attempted to lure born-again Christians back to justification through the law, which is impossible in Galatians 2 and 16. He reminds them of the freedom they have in Christ. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of 
of slavery. So we see here the doctrine of what's actually going on in Galatians chapter 5 verse 4. Paul is actually warning against mixing the law and mixing the grace or the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we so many see so many people say, well, you know that brother's fallen from grace. No, that brother's not fallen from grace. You've fallen into grace. And I don't know how you are with the doctrine of eternal security, but the reality of that is that we all have received eternal security and he says that he obtained eternal redemption for us. So we see in the body of Christ that once we have God's marvelous grace obtained, believers cannot fall from that marvelous grace. Now, we got to understand that when we miss it, we miss the mark, we do something that we've not fallen from grace, we've fallen into grace. Now that brings a lot of freedom to a lot of people in the body of Christ is when we can understand that we've not fallen from grace, but we've fallen into His marvelous grace. What a revelation that bestills upon us that we have an understanding and then we expound the scriptures and enlighten people to have an understanding. And and, and if so many times it doesn't mean falling from grace as a warning package, but it means uh, that we have fallen into the law, which is back away from grace, which is we've fallen from grace. So it, he talks about that in Galatians. Galatians, th- Galatians 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 it is a really marvelous work when you begin to read those. You need to read those on a, on a monthly basis, Galatians, just to renew, that, uh, am I walking by the law or am I walking by grace? Because we need to be walking by God's marvelous grace. Just because I missed the mark, just because I, my performance was down, does not mean I'm falling from grace. I only fall for grace when I kind of justify myself based on my performance. And the church is full of people today trying to justify themselves by their performance. If I do good, if I do this, if I do this, you got to understand something. The Bible said that you will not inherit the kingdom if you do these things. The word inherit means you don't have to work for it. That means it's a free thing that's been given to you. Start reading the New Testament and the, and the, and, and the, and the, as you read the New Testament, read it as the last will and testament. Jesus not only died to give you the New Testament, he come back to be the administrator of the Testament so he could make sure you got it. That's the wonderful thing about the beauty of grace.